0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Did you know that you have a right to know how government officials are making decisions about our tax dollars? Yeah, they have public meetings that you and I can attend for this purpose. But how accessible are they? Well, City Bureau, a nonprofit media organization in Chicago, recently had a crash course in this concept of open government and how to make government work better. So joining us now to fill us in on details is India Daniels, Civic Producer with City Bureau. Hi, India. Welcome to Reset.
1: Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me.
0: Before the break, India, we revisited a conversation on the show from our series, Reimagine Chicago, where it specifically looked at reimagining city government and how it works. So I do think that this dovetails quite nicely into that conversation. Uh, and now we're talking about open government. So how would you define open government? Let's start there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a great series last year. Thanks. Um so, so open government is kind of a broad term, but it's the the belief that all members of the public have a right to access information and decisions that government makes, specifically with tax dollars, with city projects, and things like that.
0: Would you say so that? In practice. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Um, so, like. In practice, that looks like the Freedom of Information Act where people can request like documents and open meetings, which are things like city council meetings or local school council meetings, Chicago Board of Education meetings.
0: Do you think that Chicago has an open government?
1: Um, I think that it does have the kind of basics of it, of like the letter of the law, I think that there are ways that we could move a lot more closer to the spirit of the law. Um, and I think that we've seen some kind of like moves towards greater transparency, because it's kind of this question of like transparency versus secretive decisions behind closed doors.
0: Mm hmm. The uh, Illinois Open Meetings Act, it requires government bodies, uh, councils, commissions, et cetera, to hold meetings that are open to the public. Can you explain what's required by law here?
1: Mm -hmm. So, according to that law, and every state in the U.S. has its own kind of version of an Open Meetings Act. The government body, so that's something like City Council or Chicago Public Schools, it's not something like a nonprofit or a for profit. Um, those government agencies need to give at least 40 hours notice and an agenda of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, pre internet, that would maybe mean like publishing it in a newspaper or putting it on a bulletin board. Today, that's pretty much putting it on your website. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: The other requirement is that there's a minimum number of board members in attendance, a quorum, so that, like, decisions aren't made by a minority of the group. And it has to have time set aside for members of the public to share their concerns or other wishes with the board.
0: But uh, on that that you just talked about, India, if members run into each other in the halls and they start chatting, that counts as a meeting, right? And it could violate this this Open Meetings Act.
1: Yeah, or even if it's like an email thread, an email conversation between people on a board, they have to be careful about that because that's technically a conversation of business and it could be a violation if it's not happening in the public.
0: And and overall, they just have to leave time for public comment is that right hmm yeah
1: so some places they'll have a limit like I think City Council is usually half an hour and each person gets three minutes to speak um, but those slots fill up really quickly so sometimes not everybody gets an opportunity to speak
0: are there exceptions to these rules like, you know, um, if they're discussing sensitive information, for instance.
1: Yeah. So if like the Chicago Park District is discussing whether they want to keep the superintendent in leadership, which happened last year, they would go into a closed session to discuss whether they were going to officially make that decision. Um So that wouldn't be open to the public, sensitive things like hiring, firing, finances. But if they were to officially make that decision, like, hey, we're going to not have this person be the superintendent anymore, then they would have to return to open session to vote or share that information.
0: How has the pandemic impacted all of this, India?
1: Mm -hmm. So... A lot of meetings got canceled left and right. I
0: can imagine. Um, Because,
1: yeah, part of the Open Meetings Act is also that these meetings pretty much have to be held in person at a physical location. Um, And that's a part of the law that really does predate the Internet. And like, obviously, Um, so the, the law actually had to be adjusted in order to allow public bodies to meet remotely because of covid and so you saw a lot of like public agencies scrambling trying to figure out how to do a teleconference how to Mm. do a face live things like that zoom bombing happened every now and then um so yeah there was this kind of initial scramble and then It ended up being kind of interesting because we saw agencies that previously were like, oh, we're not going to live stream this meeting because that's too complicated. We saw them kind of catch up and adopt that technology. And that did make these meetings, which many, most are held like in the middle of the day, a lot easier for members of the public to tune into than before when their only way to pay attention was if they physically attended yeah.
0: that meeting. You know, my, one of my thoughts is, even with this, this law, would you say, India, that attending these meetings is a useful or meaningful form of civic engagement? Because I know a lot of people don't know that these meetings are even happening, as we've talked about, let alone mm-hmm. that they're allowed to come, right? And plus, some of these meetings, let's be honest, they can be hours long and really dry. So is, is this yeah. useful as far as civic engagement is concerned? I think that if,
1: so I think that there is that challenge of there are often important discussions being, or, and decisions being made regarding to like, is a development going to happen in a neighborhood? Is a new business going to open? Um, are the parking rules going to change on your street and it's going to require permit parking? Um, those are all like very micro level things that do have a direct impact on people, but they're rarely in a position to know that those decisions are being made. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, most people don't have the time to attend these meetings. So I think it's a balance of, it is important to have members of the public at these meetings. Now, if you personally don't have the time to go to these meetings every week, you shouldn't feel that you are neglecting your civic duty. Um, so, part of what we do with our documenters program is we train and pay people to take notes at and live tweet public meetings. Um, and so, within that structure, it's not just like you're going to this meeting on your own because you feel like you ought to. Yeah. It's you're going to this meeting and adding to a collective record and developing your kind of fact-checking, research, reporting skills along the way.
0: Yeah, it takes two to tango, right? And the public does need to get in on the action and be more civically engaged. So your work with uh, City Bureau's Documenters Program, you're trying to increase participation.
1: Yeah, and just general understanding and awareness because, like you said, there's a lot that's really dry and hard to understand about these meetings. But people who document a lot of meetings, I think, will tell you that it actually gets to be really fun and interesting, all the kind of like strange things that happen at meetings or are said at meetings and the kind of gradually learning how these things work is really fun for a lot of people.
0: The the documenters that you have showing up at these meetings, how have government officials reacted to them? I'm curious.
1: It varies. It varies a lot. Um, Some some officials love it, like nobody ever comes to their meeting, so they're really glad to see a (laughs) member of the public there. Right. Uh, We have had instances where security guards or board members have told members of the public documentaries that they're not allowed to be at the meeting, which isn't true. That's not what the law says. They Mm -hmm. just are so unused to having like someone there who's maybe like taking notes and live tweeting it see. or taking a picture of a slide.
0: Well, you know, before we let you go, India, I know tomorrow is International Democracy Day. So I was just curious on your thoughts right now, just on, on how important civic engagement from, from residents is to just a healthy democracy overall.
1: hmm Um I think it's it's really important and it's really, I think to me, encouraging to kind of see all the questions and ideas and projects that people in our documenters program come up with yeah. just from having that experience of documenting meetings. And that's not the only form of civic engagement, but I think we are all a lot better for it when as many people as possible can um Influence kind of like the policies and the values that our government has.
0: That's India Daniels, civic producer with City Bureau. Thank you so much.